What is up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode number 106. My name is Josh Toll, and I'm joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts. As always, welcome hey, to hey. Haptic and Tales weekly video game podcast, where we talk about video games. Yeah. That's it. Welcome. That's all we do, and nothing else. Brett, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm really good. A uh, little hot today in the HQ, but uh, I think we can make hot. it work. Yeah, I'm a little warm today. Hmm. Um, but I think we can make this work. I think it's going to be a good show. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of a lot of uh, important things, including tomorrow's showcase yes. PlayStation, which is huge, 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 huge. It's been, what, two years since they've had a proper showcase? It's been two years pretty much since they opened their mouth. That's right. Yeah, so a lot to talk about. You and I are both wearing, like, dress shirts yeah. for some reason, which is, yeah. uh, I don't know why, but we yeah. are. Well, we didn't coordinate on it. It just happened. That is true. So that's it. So I can tell you. All right. Well, why don't you tell everybody what we got going on today? Yeah, we got a lot going on today. Uh, first of all, we have more video game releases than I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, on our some of them are DLC. <laughs> I might skip okay. over some, but um, and we have uh, we're talking about uh, Final Fantasy 16 uh, not having a day one patch and some updates about its story. Um, also, you know, there's been previews going around about it, some influencers and stuff like that. Pretty positive stuff. So we talk about Final Fantasy 16 for a little bit. Then we're talking about some Persona news, uh, Persona 6 news and others. Um, interesting. We'll be talking about that Persona 6. You know, it's been about 80, 84 years since Persona 5. So we talking about that. That's right. Uh, talking about Zelda a little bit, both in what we've been playing, but also um, talking about how they delayed the game for over a year uh, just to polish it. More Alone in the Dark news coming this week after the PlayStation Showcase. Apparently, it's getting its own showcase. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a huge Alone in the Dark fan, but what I read in this little write-up we have here made me excited for this news. So make sure yeah. you stick around for that one, even if you don't really care about Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Um, talking about the Mario movie being the third biggest animated movie ever, uh, currently. And our thoughts, because yeah. we actually watched it this weekend. That's correct. That is correct. Uh, then Nintendo of uh, Japan is going to stop basically supporting and repairing Wii U consoles and peripherals. And then, of course, our main topic, uh, we're talking about the PlayStation Showcase, which is coming up tomorrow, the time of recording this. Um, so stick around for that. We're going to be going through kind of everything that we expect and what's been out there already going through studio by studio, blowing through it. And uh, yeah, it should be a good show. Yeah. So without further ado, let's hop into it, Brett. Let's start as we always do with our media consumption updates. What we're, what we're watching, what we're playing, reading, doing, all that. You want to go first yeah. or would you like me to go first? I went first last time, so I don't mind if you want to go first. I'll leave that up to you. Okay, I'll 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 run through it real quick. Um, let's start. Well, I'll start with what I just did, and then I'll end with what stuff that we've both been consuming. Okay. Um, so first of all, I've been reading a lot the last week, a couple weeks really, um, getting inspiration for something that you and I are working on. Um, kind of going down the rabbit hole with different things to get mm -hmm. uh, again some inspiration. Uh, we talked about Silo, the book series Silo, last week. I finished the first book again called Wool. Um, it's awesome. I did start the second book, but uh, which is called um, oh, Jesus Shift. Um, but I put that on the back burner because I started reading. I mentioned last week I started this show called The Foundation on yeah. Apple TV. There's a book series by Isaac Asimov, who is like one of the, you know, the, the fathers of science fiction, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I read. The first book in the Foundation series. 
I ran, I read this, uh, second foundation and foundation and empire, wow. which are, so it's, that's the, the trilogy of those books. They're not super long and I blew through them, dude. <laughs> like mind blowing shit. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're a so old, I mean, relatively so old, um, and that there was nothing else really at the time. Like, dude, I mean, it is, it's some of the most compelling literature I've ever read. And wow. while I, I will say it's not the deepest character wise, you know, there's, there's characters that have through lines and you get attached here and there. I don't think the yeah. characters are particularly compelling, but they function as a way to build up the world. And I almost feel like the world itself and the, the political political politicalization of that world is the main character. And all the characters filter into that. Interesting. Um, it's really, really, really fucking good. No, well, none, of the, none of the books are too long. They're fairly short and it's really good. Well, there's a show now is what you're saying. There is a show which sparked me watching the book. Now the books right. are watching reading the, the books. books, reading the yes. books. The books are way better. The show is good. I think the show is very visually striking and much like the books. I don't care about the characters too much, but it's interesting and it's cool to see that I have since found out there is a prequel series and a prequel to the prequel series of yeah, I remember you telling me that all written by Asimov. So I actually purchased all of them and I have all of them and I'll be reading nice. them as well. So that's cool. I so. actually started watching silo based on your recommendation. Mm -hmm. uh, I did not get very far. My fiance did. She caught up. So she watched it all. Oh, shit. I, I'm only like 30 minutes into the first episode and I had to run out of the house. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get to finish it, but um, I'm yeah. liking the world from what I've seen so far. It's interesting. And I think that's what, that, that's what will keep you for the first couple episodes. And then um, you'll see. I, I think if they execute the twist from the book well enough, then like I said, I think we might have a certified banger on our hands. Right. Um, so I'm reading all the, doing a lot of reading, um, which is, uh, really good if i like something i will sit down and blow through reading it and so i'm i'm really fucking floored by asimov's shit right now um that tv and anime um silo foundation just talked about that uh, still watching ted lasso uh the finale uh is occurring this week so oh wow we'll be sad. a lot of finales this week yeah barry uh, succession and uh ted lasso teddy l um also watching the goat dude succession i didn't watch last week's episode yet um or yeah this past sunday's episode yet episode nine um but i'm caught up besides that and whew. yeah dude uh that show is spicy and crazy and i don't know where they go from here there's an hour and a half left of of tv for that show and i i truly don't know where we're going so yeah. is episode nine only an hour as well? I don't know, actually. It felt a little bit week. longer. Okay. Yeah, it felt a little bit longer. Um, but I would imagine I didn't hear anything about it being any longer than usual. But when I when I did watch it, it did feel like it was a little longer than usual. So, OK. Um, so, yeah, Succession is awesome. Um, I'm sure we'll have more to say about that once it's concluded. Yes. Where are you right now in like your ranking of TV shows? Like, is that in the upper echelon as it is with me or? Yeah, no, it certainly is. Um, I don't know. It's not hitting like breaking bad levels of, you know, incredibleness to me. And I think part of it, dude, is. And it's not that I think breaking bad is necessarily better. I think I like breaking bad more. I think I like like the Sopranos more. Um, 
but this show i'll give it this dude and why you know i might have to ruminate with it with a while and it's certainly up there already i would say maybe top five Mm -hmm. um if we're pushing it maybe top three um but it is really affecting to watch and i mean that like affecting with an a as in like i i find it very very hard to watch it's tough Um, dude and it's not because it's bad it's because it's so stressful um whereas like something like breaking bad affects you in a similar way where you're just watching a train wreck at some point but there's something less real about breaking bad whereas like some like succession feels like please get me out of here well and- i think i was gonna say i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like the family in succession is like based on real families that we know in the media right right and we know like atn is based on fox news so like right the, the, the election episode which i don't want to say too much for those that haven't seen the show but the election episode is a great example of how yeah. the show like toes the line between fiction and reality because i felt like i was watching the 2016 election again basically it's it's particularly difficult to watch yeah and there are choices that some characters make where it's like i was like digging my fingernails into my hands and i'm not watching it because i'm enjoying it i'm watching it because i'm like this needs to be like i want to get through this and it needs to be over like now like i'm done and it needs to be finished the writing (laughs) is is incredible the dialogue is second to none honestly in that show the dialogue is fantastic and it does what i think really good media does that makes you uncomfortable like in grounded context almost like what uncut gem did gems did with their dialogue where it's like there's just people talking yeah all the time and over each other nobody gives each other breaks you're like you're here and 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 it's all over the place and it's incredibly stressful and it's all awesome. camera is shot like the show is shot as if it's like almost like a documentary yeah it's like the office where like the camera moves and zooms in on people's faces right. and yeah, it's it's very jarring, and uh, I definitely understand why you would feel that way. Yeah. So, but it's awesome. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, games, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, uh, still playing that. We'll have more to, more to say on that a little bit later. What's your uh, hour count? Forty five. Forty five. Apparently. Yeah, that's uh, that's I, wild. I closed the game last night, and I went to go look because I figured it was probably about there because they do it after ten days or eleven days for Nintendo, and I was yeah. like, oh, maybe maybe fifteen twenty hours. Forty five. And I haven't done anything. And I thought I was going to be like similar to you. I'm half yeah. of what you have. Dude, I don't that's, know. That's I, not to say anything. I'm just. No, I just don't even feel like I've really been like I. There was a couple days, too, where I didn't even play it the last week. Right. And I just. You must have had some good sessions right at the very beginning. I did. I did that weekend when I had the issue with my vehicle. And I was like, well, uh, here we go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's really, really phenomenal game. Really quite quite good um the movies uh we both watched two movies one is mario which we'll i think we'll talk a little bit more about later i think it's fine (laughs) i think it's fine i don't think it's for me um is it fun i guess is it abysmal it certainly is uh that's about the long and short of it um and then another movie that i feel almost similar about dude the more i sit with it evil dead rise um we're huge evil dead fans both the ogs um army of darkness even though we both didn't watch that till more recently and i think especially we're both fans of fetty's evil dead yeah fetty alvarez fetty alvarez is evil dead to me those are they're so different the originals and fetty's but fetty's is like 
not only the pinnacle of the Evil Dead franchise to me, but horror. I love that movie. Um, Evil Dead Rise has some really brutal, like gritty, in your face, like disgusting sequences that I love, which Fetty's also does. But my problem with it in Evil Dead Rise is that it doesn't. Whereas Fetty's picks a lane, the originals pick a lane. I feel like Evil Dead Rise toes the line between campiness with some of its dialogue and its scenes and overly serious and also overly gruesome. And I feel like the stuff that's overly gruesome doesn't always necessarily serve the story. It's almost like it almost feels like watching a, a jump scare done poorly, right? Where it's the setup to a punchline, but it's not right. set up that well. It's just set up to get there. It's not set up because it needed to exist. And I think ultimately that's where I settle on the movie. It's like where I don't, I think it was entertaining. I think it's fine. I don't think it's bad. My stretch of the imagination. I don't really know if it needs to exist. And I don't really know if I ever need to see it again. And I just think it's fine. Yeah. I landed on the same, the same belief as you. Like I had a fun time watching it, especially with you guys, you know, freaking out over the big moments and whatnot and laughing and, yeah. you know, realizing that the entire cast was Australian and then looking it up and confirming <laughs> that they yeah. are actually all Australian. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I don't think this movie needed to be made. Um, am I mad that it was made? No, because yeah. I'll always take more Evil Dead and, you know, I'll take more of something I love. And they didn't completely bastardize it. Uh, sure. and, and I would even take more if they wanted to make more spinoffs. Yeah. Where different scenarios happen, because I'll tell you right now. The beginning of the film starts. And then they do like a. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Flashback. And the whole movie yeah. is the flashback. And then they go back to the, right, right. you know, where they, where it started. And I think that that even, even that beginning portion, that beginning scene might've had some of the best stuff in the whole movie. Um, and I actually thought like the stuff that was going on in that beginning scene was better than a lot of the stuff that was going on in the rest of the movie. So um, especially that title sequence, holy shit. When the title rises up, like, yeah, no, was, the title reveal was good. Title. Reveal that was, was incredible. Great. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this. I, I would take more. I almost wish it was like an anthology series where like every entry was just something different uh, because that's kind of what it seems like they're trying to do. They tried to do it so different. It's no longer in a cabin. Um, there's another Necronomicon. It's in a bank vault. It's really they tried to do everything different, but keep the same. A lot of storylines didn't make sense. Like there's a woman that was pregnant and there was no reason for her to be pregnant at all. Um Another thing that I talked and we watched it with our friend Steven and I did talk to Steven a little bit about this movie. And Josh, one of the things that really gets me is it doesn't pick a tone. And I know you said like it doesn't it almost seems like it doesn't know what it wants to be. I think part of that is the tone of the film where Fetty Alvarez's Evil Dead was very literally evil and yeah. and mean spirited. Yeah. And Fetty Alvarez's movie was just like. I'm just going to kill all these characters. I don't care. Fuck it. Everyone's dying. We're getting like, you know what I mean? Like, this is just going to be brutal and fucked up. And it was just, it was literally just brutal. Whereas this movie was like, they made you feel bad for the mom. Her husband dumped her. Her sister doesn't listen to her. No one helped her. She's living with these kids alone in the shitty apartment. That's about to get tore down. But now she's the bad guy. And there's like, there's like no more sympathy for her. But she just you, you they built all the sympathy up for no reason. Right. I don't know if I don't know if that hit you the same way. It certainly hit me that way. Yeah. And I saw because that's a great point. The disingenuous, disingenuous. I can't even speak the exactly what you just said, but not sticking 
to that specifically where like Fetty's succeeds at that. The original succeed in the opposite of that. This right. one, I saw an argument for people. It's like, oh, it's just like Fetty's one. I'm like, I don't really think that's the case at all, to be honest. The opening you. sequence was. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I was more sold on this movie in the first five minutes than I was in the trailing yeah. 80. That's where I'm at. So, uh, and real quick shout out to Tyler Thunder in the chat. We'll be talking about PlayStation Showcase in a little bit. Um, so, stick around for that. Yeah. Oh, and right. uh, they they say, <laughs> what predictions do you have that you don't? We don't hear lots of other people talk about. Well, clearly you're not familiar with us, so stick around and you'll find out. Yeah, we have some far fetched stuff. You'll hear you'll hear some predictions from us shortly. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, let's just run through my stuff quickly. A lot of the stuff that I I've been watching and listening to and and reading and and watching and all that playing, it's all similar to what you're doing. So we'll talk about Mario, the Super Mario film later. Uh, I played some Tears of the Kingdom. I'm at 25 hours, which feels like I feel like I've played it a lot. But then I see you playing it for 45 and I'm like, OK, maybe not. No, uh, but I'm going to play more tonight. So cool. And Succession. Nothing more to be said there. Barry. Um, we're getting to an ending here with Barry. Barry is we're at the end. We're at the finish line. There's one episode left. Um Whereas Succession, I don't understand how it's going to end. Barry, I'm like, okay, we're we're there. The ending is here. It's time to finish the show. The story is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Silo, as I said, I watched like 30 minutes of it, but I'm liking what I what I've seen so far. So Josh, I don't have anything left. Let's get the show started. If you don't mind, roll the intro for us so we can get on to our podcast where we're going to talk about the PlayStation Showcase. All right, Josh, before we hop into the rest of the show, I need to say we are sponsored. We're sponsored by Dubby Energy. Are you ready for this? Am I am I springing this on you? Well, I don't know. We were doing the ad read, but we got it. So do it. Let's do it. Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. There's no calories. There's no sugar. There's no artificial colors. There's no fillers. None of the bad stuff. All that good stuff. Listen, your energy drink may cost anywhere between 2 to $3 per can, but with Dubby, it's just $1 per drink. So what are you doing? Don't buy the Monsters. Don't buy the Prime Energy. Don't buy any of that. Dubby is $1 per drink. I'm talking a substantial size drink, ladies and gentlemen, with all the best flavors. So listen, if you find Talk it hard to work... A tall glass or, of water. A tall glass of water. If you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on Dubby. That's right. Use code SLICK. It's S-L-I-C-K at w.gg save 10 percent on your entire order and all of that money that you save goes to our channel and helps us so uh 
go over there, w.gg, use code slick and help us out. And, uh, you know, we use it. We listen or we, uh, we drink it. We like it. Love it. We love it. It's in the we description it, too, if you're interested. So yeah, check it out. All right. Let's move on to the next portion of our show, the upcoming video game releases. We're going to talk about some games that are coming out very briefly. Uh, Josh, I'm just going to rifle through these if that's fine with you. Please. After Us is releasing on PC, PS5, Xbox Series, SNX on May 23rd, which is today. Yes. Blooming Business Casino is releasing on PC today. Destiny 2's Season of the Deep is releasing today on all platforms, and it includes a new seasonal story, Salvage, a six-player match-made activity, Deep Dives, weekly story activities, new armor and weapons, Solstice 2023, which is free to all, New Dungeon, which requires a dungeon key, and apparently, Josh, they're adding fishing to Destiny 2. So I don't know what any of that means, but I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm done with Destiny. Add Sorry that happened. Add the content back that you took it but t- took away from me. Or or happy for you. But we're I happy for all you. that. I ain't reading all that. Glitchbusters Stuck on You is coming out for PC, PS4, and Switch on May 23rd. Miasma Chronicles. <laughs> releasing for pc ps5 and xbox series s and x may 23rd again that is today mm-hmm. planet of lana is releasing critical darling PC. critical darling it's doing great pc xbox series s and x uh and xbox one today uh puzzle bobble every bubble oh, is no. releasing on switch today which i'm pumped I, for that i'm gonna pick I that just one up lost brain cells listening to you read that title star trek resurgence comes out today on pc ps5 oh, xbox yeah. series s and x ps4 and xbox one what the fuck is this? Wobble Dogs console edition comes out for PS4 and Xbox One today. Dark Quest 3 is releasing. I didn't know there was a Dark Quest 1 or 2, Josh. Uh, Dark Quest 3 is releasing on PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch tomorrow. Kingdom Rush Origins is releasing on Xbox One tomorrow. Cassette Beast is releasing on Xbox One and Switch on May 25th. I'm excited about this one. Uh, right now it's on Steam Deck and PC. Mm-hmm. Death from Above is releasing on PC on May 25th. Do Not Feed the Monkeys 2099 is releasing on PC and Switch May 25th. Hello Good Boy is releasing on PC and Switch oh, on no. May 25th. And Hello Neighbor VR <laughs> Search and Rescue is releasing PSVR 2 and PSVR May 25th. Uh, oh, so that's nice. We're getting a nice PSVR 2 game. The big one on this list, the Lord of the Rings Gollum is releasing for PC, PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, PS4, and Xbox One on May 25th. Yes. One Piece Odyssey Reunion of Memories oh, DLC yes. releases on PC, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, PS4, May 25th. So Lasta, Crown of the Magister, Palace of Ice DLC. Oh my god. Okay. PC, Xbox Series S and X on Xbox and Xbox One on May 25th. I'm never wherever I got this list, we're never using it again. Tennis Manager 2023 is releasing for PC yeah. on May 25th. To the Rescue for Switch is releasing on May 25th. Somebody rescue me from this list. <laughs> for Spoken in Tanta We Trust DLC is releasing oh. PS4 or sorry PS5 and PC on May 26th. <laughs> and Home Sheep Home Farmageddon Party Edition is releasing for PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, PS4, Xbox One on May 26th. That is a fucking awesome name for a video game. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you right now, Josh could have put anything he wanted in that list of games, and I would have read it, and I would have believed it was real. Uh, because, wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want to hop in? Do we want to start with the PlayStation stuff or wait? 
Um, let's hop into it. Let's hop into our main topic right now. Okay. And then we got more, so stick around for that too. But let's 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 do PlayStation. Yeah, let's do our main topic first. So here's my suggestion. I'm gonna blow through. Well, I don't. I don't even know. I'm gonna blow through. I guess what we maybe have heard. I don't know how you want to do this. There's a lot. There's just there's too much almost to talk about. There's a lot. Um, stuff that we. How about we? How about this? How about stuff we pretty much know is gonna be there first. Okay, and then yeah. we'll do specifics about what we've heard and then we'll do wild opinions okay i like that does that work so you have if you have any ideas drop them in the chat or in the comments below so here's what we pretty much know is going to be there or you know at least has been talked about beforehand is that what i said we're doing first i already forget what i just said you said we were going to do stuff we know is going to be okay so hardware q light is probably going to be there wait wait, wait. we don't know that no probably that's speculation Okay, so I'm not I'm not even saying that. So what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed? I gotta go. I gotta go all the way down here. All right, Insomniac Games. So Spider Man Two is gonna be there. We know Spider Man Two is gonna be there. Right. We also know the dev. Just as a little aside, said that it's not co op. It isn't a co op game. Did right. people think this was gonna be a co op game? Yeah, there was rumors that people thought there might be some co op stuff, and then I think the the actor who plays Miles, his name is Naji Jeter or something like that. Yeah. Am I correct? Yes, Naji Jeter. Yeah. He did a an interview recently where he claimed the game had like co-op elements and also horror elements. Uh and people kind of had to like check why themselves he, on those. Why would he say that? I think he was just kind of speaking about like what maybe the vibe that he was get, getting, I don't know. Talking but out of his butt. I think Spider-Man 2 is actually going to have like a seamless switch feature like a like a GTA. <laughs> Where you're able to kind of switch between oh, the two different characters, like dual storylines. Yeah, I think that's where it's yeah. gonna go. That's cool, uh, but that's definitely gonna be there. Yeah, and I think it's actually probably all we can say for sure. I would say the other thing that maybe is a sure bet is Wolverine, um, also from Insomniac. I don't even know. I don't even know if that's true. Well, then what else would you say is a sure bet? I nothing. That's There's awesome no sure thing. bets. There's okay. no sure bets here. That's okay. why we got to get crazy. We got to talk about the crazy things that no one is yeah. expecting. All right, well, before we do that, let's talk about the stuff that's probably going to be there. Okay. Does that work for you? I'm just ready to unload, dude. Let's right. go. Here's what's probably going to be there, or at least I would say is a safe bet. If you had a bingo board, I'd say you could probably pick it and be safe. So okay. back to what I said at the beginning, hardware, Q-Light. So what is the Q-Light for those that don't so know? So the Q-Light is supposed to be PlayStation's dedicated streaming thing that was leaked a couple months ago or weeks ago or whatever it is. It's not their backbone thing, which is totally separate. That's a different company. Which just um, got revealed today. The, which the just got Android revealed version. today. Right. But the Q-Light is like a dedicated, supposed to have a screen with a dual sense attached to it, like a dedicated streaming thing so you could like remote play your PS5 or something. That's what it was right. speculated. There was patents that were filed and that was talked about a while ago. So I think that right. could be there. Uh, I, I see some stuff coming in the chat and we'll get there when we get to the speculation part too. Um, I think a PS5 refresh of some sort is not too far-fetched. That might be more of a stretch, but some sort of either digital console or the disk drive accessory that they've been talking about. Yes. Right. Would you yeah, the removable, a new console, a new like slimmer model, digital only right. console with a disk drive accessory that apparently right. will only work with this new model of PS5 digital. Right. And we're not talking about PS5 Pro. I don't think we're there yet. 
I mean, it's definitely in development, but I don't think they're going to be talking about it yet. We're talking more of like a like a PS5 Slim type situation with this right. disk drive, right? Um, I think p- them pushing PSVR 2, both in hardware and games, is big. And I put this there as a general thing because I can't tell you the games for sure. I'm not as well-versed, but I think yeah. PSVR 2 has to be here in a, in a big way. Maybe well, like 30 minutes of to. showtime. It has to because that thing is dead in the water right now. They kind of released it. It's now finally starting to hit actual retailers rather than just PlayStation's uh, website. So they need to get this thing out there. They need to talk about the games. They need to tell us what's coming, whether that's a Half-Life Alex, whether that is, um, I don't know. It has to be, they need to talk about some big, big games for PSVR 2. Okay. Uh, Going down here further, I'm going to jump Back to Insomniac again real quick and just reiterate the Wolverine thing. If you don't think that's a sure bet, I, I think that game yeah. is probably further along than you think. Because Insomniac, by our calculations, I know we did like a, a thought exercise a couple months ago. They probably right. have three teams, at least, okay. <laughs> internally. So I think that's probably a safe bet. Um, the other one I would say is maybe a safe bet from Kojima Productions is a Death Stranding 2. Yeah. Um, he's been teasing that for so long now at this point. It's been... It's been over f- four years, hasn't it? It's since been Death Stranding four one. years since Death Stranding one. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Death Stranding two, obviously. Um, right. But besides that, yeah, I mean, it's been four years. Yeah. So I think that's probably a safe bet. Um, I think it's time for Naughty Dog to talk about their factions game. Whatever I think this so multiplayer too. game is. I think this is it. I think this is the show where where they finally reveal The Last of Us factions has to be has to has to be there i think yeah um continuing here i i don't think it's a safe bet but i think something from sucker punch is going to be here (sighs) whether that's ghost of tsushima 2 infamous or a new ip i don't know but i think sucker punch has to be here and maybe a tease a tease for ghost of tsushima 2 that's some safe bet yeah although i think people said that they're not working on ghost of tsushima well Here's the thing. It could just be Ghost of Tsushima for PC. That's true. Could be. But Sucker Punch has to be there in some way. Uh, third party, I think it makes sense that we're going to see Final Fantasy 16 with it coming up so soon. Yeah. PS5 some exclusivity. Some way. I think, and this might this might be crazy, but I, I think the next iteration of the Final Fantasy 7 remake, Rebirth, is... Uh, I think it's time. Yeah, I think so too. It's been a while. Um we need we need something for it, whether it's a window or a release date. Mm-hmm. I think it's time. I think Elden Ring DLC is a sure bet from from software. Well, and I want to I want to say, Josh, I would agree with you. However, there is the Xbox showcase that is happening and there is also Summer Games Fest, mm. um, Jeff Keighley's thing. So I, I the third party stuff, I'm a little hesitant on. I won't I don't want obviously we're not experts. We don't know. Uh, if it's stuff's going to be there or not, but I'm more hesitant to like be like, yeah, that's probably going to be there, especially okay. when Sony has so many first party studios that are working on things that mm-hmm. we have no idea what they are. So I that's think now right. it's time for them to fucking unload on the first party stuff. But there are some third party things that I think you should mention, such as Konami. OK, yeah. So let's do third party speculation then. So let's. Well, OK, you said Konami. Let's talk about Konami. Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. Which, and, Silent, and Silent Hill stuff. Right. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 3, everyone thought was an exclusive based on rumors and leaks that have been swirling mm-hmm. around the last week or so. But now I'm hearing the game's coming out on PC. It's going to be on Steam. It's going to be on Xbox. So 
Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't the place where it's shown off, but I definitely think that this this is real. I think mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake is real. Well, whether here or the Xbox showcase, I just feel like the his- history is there with PlayStation. Yeah. And let me lead let me lead it into this. I think we could see some of the Silent Hill stuff, but here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Going back to Kojima and Konami. We've talked about this before with being just a, a wild fucking insane prediction. PlayStation act as an intermediary to get Konami and Kojima back on speaking terms. Yeah. They're bringing Kojima in and maybe it's not silent Hills, but it maybe it's something that he's working on with them with. Right. I mean, that's been a rumor and a, and a thing that people have been talking about for a while, right? This Kojima uh, working with Sony, Sony being the liaison between Kojima and Konami. Right. Uh, that's certainly possible. And one game series that we didn't list here, but is one that oh, yeah. has been in talks is Castlevania. Castlevania. Right. And Castlevania is the one that has been also rumored to be a PlayStation exclusive. Right. So out of all of them, out of Silent Hill, Metal Gear Solid, I think Castlevania might be the most likely, especially with the rumored exclusivity, to be yeah. able to showcase. A Kojima Castlevania game? Oh, I'm not saying it's definitely <laughs> Kojima, but... You heard um, it here first, folks. I definitely think... Castlevania will, will probably have some presence here. Yeah. Um, okay. Bandai Namco, again, going back to that armored core, I think could make, make some sort of appearance. That game is not too far off. Also, Tekken 8. Yeah, Tekken 8 could be there. Didn't they have a really cool trailer that released? And that's like the last thing we saw. Yeah. But that game is supposed to be this year. Supposedly. Right. Um, if your I, game is slated for 2023, now is the, cha- the time to right. start talking Speak. about it. Otherwise... It ain't happening, bro. Um, speaking of fighting games, Mortal Kombat 1, do you think that would make sense to be there? No, I, I think Mortal Kombat might be an Xbox. Okay. An Xbox yeah, you might now. be right. Uh, Embracer, I think, and I, I say that these two because they've had PlayStation presences in the past. One is Avatar, the Pandora whatever game. Um, they haven't talked about that in a long time. And then also, I know it comes out soon, but maybe seeing something one more time for Golem. Beforehand. The Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, Golem. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about either of these. Avatar. I like yeah, I don't like them either. I don't think that we need to talk about these in in the PlayStation showcase, especially when you have so many first party things going on. Um, I think Avatar is actually going to get delayed out of this year. Yeah. So okay, uh, I see some more stuff in the chat. Uh, we'll get there again in, in a second. I just uh, there's there's a lot here. I'm trying to get this stuff out of the way so we can talk about what we really came here to talk about. Um, right. Capcom, Resident Evil 9, yes or no? No. No, okay. Square Enix, Kingdom Hearts You're 4. You're just asking me and I'm answering yes or yeah. no, that's it? <laughs> yeah, and then we're going to be done with this, and then we'll go to first party stuff. Okay. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 4, yes or no? I think Square Enix is going to do their own thing. I don't think we're going to see anything here. All right. Brett's shitting on everybody, so open the dreams. Okay, let's catch, let's catch up with the chat real quick here. All right, uh, what do we for, got in the chat? First of all, uh, Tyler Thunder says a new Ape Escape would be a great surprise. That would make sense. That would make sense. They added it to the, uh, what do you call it? The extra tier or the premium tier of plus. What do you think? I know you're a big Ape Escape fan, aren't you? Yeah. A new Ape Escape game will be really cool. Um, This is okay. Hear me out. I have something as a tangent to this, to something else, but okay, go. go. I think they release a new Ape. If the Q light is real, I think Ape Escape is a game you put on that, John. (laughs) But it's just supposed to be a streaming th- device. I know, but I think like you could you could put that out with that. Like you could be like, mm. 
check this out. New Apis Keep came in. That's showing on the queue light, dude. I don't know. Because it's like a smaller, easier game. I don't know. I love Ape Escape. Ape Escape is awesome. I just think it's going to be a hard sell. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I think it could make sense. Um, yeah. In regards to that, before we keep reading the chat. So the taking the stuff that has been pushed on the premium tier of PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. It, you think Ape Escape. You know what else I think? I think Siphon Filter. You know yeah. what else I think? And who hasn't spoken in a long time? Toy and... Story 2 for PS1. No. Oh. Studio-wise, you know, who, you know who hasn't said anything? We know they're working on something new because it's not Days Gone 2. What Bend. if Bend is bringing Siphon Filter back? Last thing I saw was that Ben's new game is Siphon Filter-like. Well, what if it's just a spiritual successor or a, a reboot? Of the entire franchise. Maybe. Makes sense. No days yeah. gone too, but you know, I know John Garvin isn't there anymore. I'm pretty sure he's the creator of Siphon Filter. I believe. I could be yeah, wrong. He'd be so mad about that. Yeah, he would be, not be happy. Watch his Twitter yeah. account if that gets announced. Yeah. Um, but I think that could make sense. And I think kind of mining some of the stuff that they've been pushing on the uh the premium tier of PlayStation Plus maybe could, you know speak to what might be coming from first party anyway let's keep going with the chat here tyler thunder also says new jet moto would be uh another great surprise as well are you familiar with what jet moto is I'm i know of it not really familiar with it okay pop in the chat and let us know what jet moto is uh new wild arms would be a great surprise as well as a lot of series playstation can bring back so yeah that goes also back to what's on the the premium tier of playstation plus wild arms uh, yeah. old school wild arms and wild arms 2 an old school very well regarded rpg jrpg well, right and the tyler thunder's point a lot of like playstation series that they could bring back like sly cooper is one yes yeah. sly cooper has been gone for a very long time yeah. and that is a sucker punch game wild arms would be awesome i know there's a lot of wild arms fans and i'm interested in wild arms but i can't really get into the old ones um steven says bandai namco seems to be buds with xbox i don't care i yeah. buy the, all that konami stock though uh steven also says star wars will be there ubisoft slash quantic dream slash unknown lock of the week yeah, I mean, maybe I don't see Ubisoft having their own show this year, right? That's I don't see thing. I don't see Ubisoft existing outside of this right, year. right, <laughs> exactly. Um, and in regards to um Star Wars, what about I know it's third party again and would be Embracer, but what about the Kotor remake? I know we we, we heard that that was potentially canceled internally. I was just gonna say I'm pretty sure that game is fucking dead right now, but <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Let's let's, right, talk let's talk about let's like. Yeah, let's talk about like what what are you most excited for? What's your crazy, crazy idea? What do you think could be here? What do you want to see at this showcase? Here's what I want to see. Blue point and Bloodborne in some way. Give it to okay. me now. I want Blue point, it. Put it on my of, bingo card. Blue points on there. Out of all things, out of all things, and you can interchange this however you want. I want to see Blue Point and I want to see Bloodborne. What right. I really want to see is both of them together. And you know what else I want to see? I want to see Blue Point and Bloodborne, and I want to see Blue Point with a new IP. And I want them to be like, hey, we got both of these right, right now. I'm, I'm actually, I'm with you. So I know Blue Point has been rumored to be working on their own IP. I know that it's been rumored that they're working on Bloodborne. Uh, here's the deal. I'll take one or the other because Blue Point is a fantastic studio. The love and effort and care that they put into other people's games is fantastic. And I'm excited to see what they do. Um, I'm really excited for that. So new IP from Blue Point, yes. If it's Bloodborne, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm done. That's it. 
you won't ever see me ever again. I'm going to just turn into a ball. Um, so I agree. Blue Point, Bloodborne, new IP, 100%. Uh, another studio that I'm really excited to see, Josh, Yeah, is Bungie. Yes, please. Sony Open up your mouth them. and say it. Yes, open up and say your mouth what you want to say. Say it. No, go ahead. You say it. No, no, you say it. I don't know what you want mm. me to say. I, I I want you to say what's on our list right there. I want you to say a it. new IP. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, well, I'm not saying I want more Destiny 2. No, fuck Destiny. You can throw Destiny into the wolves. I don't care. I agree. I think that they could have the next big multiplayer game for, for PlayStation, an exclusive multiplayer game. I want. Here's what I want, Brett. Although I would love a single player game from that. I again. want I want a single player first person high octane high production value rich world building knock your balls off story from bungie a la that. halo i want that here's here's why first of all playstation needs to get away from third person action narratives right you need first person shooters you want you want live service games too so make a make a halo style single player banger multiplayer banger game Give it to me. And you know what I want? There was a rumor about what Bungie's new IP might be called, or like a code name too. I forget what it's called though. Well, I'll tell you what the name is not. Mm -hmm. PlayStation's Ooze. <laughs> Ivan Ooze, I'm, dude. I'm ready for Ooze. A new IP from PlayStation that has apparently been in the works for a long time. We've seen screenshots. We've heard a lot about it from Dust Golem, who's a famous, yeah. famous we uh, got, leaker for Resident we Evil. Got, we got a video taken down for putting up a screenshot about it in we, it. We did. I want to see Ooze. Ivan oozed the game. So I, if is that, that is that Bungie, is Bungie making Ivan? We don't Ooze know. Too? I don't even know if a studio has been attached to it. That could be Blue Point. That could, that could be, be London. It could be London Studio. That could be London Studio because be they have been studio. they have been working on something for a while. Yeah, that if anything, I feel like that might be London Studio. Uh, real quick in the chat, <laughs> Tyler Thunder says Simpsons Hit and Run Remaster Remake. It's apparently been the 20th anniversary. Simpsons Hit and Run is a certified banger video. Yeah, that game slaps. Yeah, uh, so that would be cool. And Steven says, folks, we're bringing a marathon back. What's the franchise? Uh, I think that's a Bungie IP. Oh, okay. And then and Ant Sosa. Definitely agree. I'm assuming in regards to Steven, although I'm not sure. Okay. Um, continuing on here. Okay, Gorilla. Here's what's happening. Okay, listen to me. First of all, the Horizon multiplayer game is going to be here. Okay, you can put it, you can lock it in. They have these, you know, well, 10 live service games that they need to fucking. This is one of them. Gorilla has multiple teams. It's coming. So, isn't it true that a lot of, uh, well, first of all, they had kill. So, Gorilla used to make Killzone. Correct. So, they have all those, the Killzone people on board already making Horizon. So, they said, why don't we make a multiplayer game? Using the talents of our Killzone team, we're going to make a Horizon multiplayer game. Right. Uh, but here's the thing. Weren't they also poaching people from other studios, like famous first-person online games, yeah. for their yeah. for their new game? So Correct. I think that would make a lot of sense. I don't like the idea of Gorilla putting all of their eggs in the Horizon basket. Yeah, I don't like the milking dry of Horizon. Right. So that's the only thing that like I don't like about that. But I do think that they are working on a multiplayer game, whether that's Horizon or another Killzone or a new IP. Yeah. And I think Horizon 3 is definitely happening. I don't think it'll be here. I think it's way too early, but I think it's definitely happening. So Yeah, they're like literally still marketing the DLC for that game. Yeah. So yeah, for the second game, I should say. Yeah, <clears throat> I think Jade Raymond will be here uh, in her studio, Haven Studios. I think it's time. They were open and acquired a long time ago. It's time to speak, Jade. It's ooze. It's 
it's time to speak. Jade's ooze. <clears throat> um, I don't think we're going to see anything from Housemore if we talk about Insomnia. I could talk about what about Kahuna. Media Molecule? So we're coming <laughs> off the heels of Dreams, which you think is a failure. I think was fantastic. Uh, sure, uh, it's not a game. Right, sure. They wasted. I think ten, Dreams. They waited ten years making a tool that. But did, has would you even no have played? Would you even have played a Media Molecule game that wasn't I played Tearaway? Dreams? Yeah. Okay. Listen, if they made a fucking game since the, you know the last time when I had a fucking binky in my fucking mouth, I love Dreams. I'm sad to see it. It's done, but I agree. You wrote here new IP. I think Media Molecule is going to announce a new IP. Dreams is effectively dead. So yeah, it is. It's probably too early though. I mean, that's a small team. It's probably too early for them uh, to show anything. I mean, they think just so? canceled it. Unless it's been like in yeah, the but works. Dreams is Dreams is like a self user-funded thing right how much effort were they putting into it still for years well i don't know that has something that's clearly that what their fucking pride and joy was for the three fucking game developers that were left there sony killed media molecule and dreams by not oh, letting people publish God. their stuff to the playstation store no, and monetize i'll tell it. you what killed media molecule and dreams was it green lighting it and allowing it to happen and having them spend 10 years on it in the first place a waste dude a fucking waste Sorry, folks. I don't know what's going on. We're having some issues Waste on our end here. Waste of talent. Not a game. Uh, and Sosa said, what do you guys want to see tomorrow at the showcase? We've we've been talking about that. We still have more coming. Bloodborne. On that, Tyler Th definitely Bloodborne and definitely Bluepoint. Tyler Thunder says new Motor Storm as well. Steven says Mod Nation Racers. Also, I don't need Mod. Mod Nation Racers 2. Mario Kart 9 is probably coming 2024. So Mod Nation Racers 2 could compete with it. I don't I don't so. know about any of that. Yeah. Um, all right. Naughty Dog. So we talked about factions a little bit. It's time. Here's the other thing, and here's what we're getting, Brett. And you might you might call me crazy, but I'm not crazy because this game came out at the end of the last generation, and they have so much synergy going on right now. We're getting a Last of Us 3 announcement, and I'm gonna lose my mind. If so, it's just a tease. Oh, you know, it's just gonna be a tease. But it's going to be there, and they're going to put their I don't know their flag in the sand. They're I don't doing think it. so. It's happening. Their next game I don't think so. is Last of Us Three. Absolutely, I, I absolutely know so. Take it to the bank. I think they're going to skip it. No way. They're going to come back to it. No, but they're working they're on factions. Nope. Last of Us is not done forever. Nope, it's definitely not. That's correct. And it's their next game. I don't know about all that. The ending of the second game warrants an immediate sequel quicker than the first game ever did. I'll give you that. It's happening. It's their next game. They're going to be the Last of Us studio for a little while. They're going to make Last of Us 3, and then they're going to say goodbye. And then they're going to be done with Last of Us, just like they're done with Uncharted. Which, by the way, speaking of Uncharted, going back to Bend, what if Bend is working on an Uncharted game? Because Uncharted 5 is happening. You remember that fucking little PlayStation teaser where they showed probably, you know, Nathan Drake's daughter? You know what I'm talking I don't about? that. No, well, it happened a while ago for, for the PS5 thing. It, it, somebody's working on an Uncharted game, too, and maybe it's Ben, maybe it's somebody else, but it's happening. Because Naughty Dog's never making you're just Uncharted You're game. connecting pins with strings. They're dumb. Dude, right call me Charlie Day at the board right now, okay? Yeah. It's happening. Okay. But Last of Us uh, is happening, and it's happening now, okay? So listen, Sony Santa Monica. Oh. The God of War studio. I don't think they're working on another God of War right now. Oh, no, they definitely are. But they have are two teams. Working. They have two teams, though. Okay. 
Yeah. I think they're working on Cory Barlog's game, which is yeah. probably that sci-fi game that they canceled yeah. before God of War. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. And then the other guy is working on the next God of War. You really think so? Yeah, but that's... We won't see it tomorrow, though. No. Oh, God, no. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. But we might but, see their new IP tomorrow. Yeah, we will. And let's guess what's coming out this year, too. New IP? Yeah. This year? Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was me logging out of this chat. Yeah, standing Monica. Uh, th think about it. How long has it been since God of War 2018, Brett? Do the math. How many years has it been since 2018? That's one, five. two, three, four, five years. We know Corey Barlog and many key players on his team were not listed on the credits for God of War. Ragnarok. Okay, they're not. They didn't work on it. They got yeah. something else going on. They scratched sure... the sci-fi shooter, the sci-fi IP before God of War 2018. I'm pretty sure Alana Pierce is a writer for Sony Santa Monica, and she's not working on God of War right now. No, she's not. She's working on whatever this is. And it'll be at the showcase, and it'll be what ends the showcase, and it'll be out in holiday of this year. I wish. Um, you imagine. Jesus Christ. Dude. DLC? No, they they already said they're not doing DLC. <laughs> um, San Diego Studio, I listed that on here. Those are the people that do um, MLB The Show, but we know that they have two teams working internally and that they could be working on something else. Maybe it's Little Big Planet 4. No, Little, Little Big, Big Planet. Planet. Little Big Planet's Media Molecule. No, it's not. Well, it was, you but it's not anymore. I think that could also be Polyphony. Or not Polyphony. Um, fucking... Um, Fire Sprite. Uh, That's possible. Uh, and then real quick, too, uh, Sucker Punch. Is it Ghost it, of Tsushima 2? Is it a new IP? Is it Infamous? What is it? Ghost of Tsushima for PC. Okay. Uh, and then Tyler Thunder says, new Twisted Metal game. This makes sense. That's, yeah, that makes sense with the new show coming out. Yeah, maybe Team Asobi's working on it, too. It's probably going to be ass. Oh, come on. Why, because David Jaffe's not working on it, dude? I don't care about David Jaffe. I just... He's the creator of Twisted Metal. I I know that. I just don't care. All right. Bring, bring <clears throat> back Destruction All-Stars, dude. That's the real no. no. No, 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 no. All right. Does any... Do you have anything, or does anybody else in the chat have anything else I'm, before I move off of this? Here, quite frankly, I'm ready to move on because I can't even watch this live, and it makes me so mad. You can't? Nah. Am I streaming it? <laughs> If you want to, I have a work event. I can't. I'm going to be at work. Well, you might be streaming it. I don't know. I'm always, I'm you always might be like, streaming it. I don't know. I'm always, eh, now, because, you know, I think your reaction. Yeah, you're, I know what you mean. The, the copyright strike sucks, but I would like to get your reaction for TikToks. Okay. Legend of Jagoon remake. Oh, boy. We're just, we're just naming old things that someone yeah. once brought back. And that is awesome, dude. Yeah. Regardless, here's my predictions it's going to slap. I think that's it. I think that's all you yeah. really need to know is that it's going to be as awesome. soon as the PlayStation logo appears on your screen when the stream starts. Yeah. Welcome to the come zone. Everywhere. It's going to be 90 minutes of bangers. All right, listen, we are almost yeah. an hour in and we still have uh, several things that we need to talk about. So we're going to yeah. shift off of that. This, if that's okay with you. Uh, that, being said, about... that being said, you know, stick around. We got some interesting stuff coming up. Yeah.
You cool with talking about Final Fantasy 16? I really do want to talk about Final Fantasy 16, which also might be a, a showcase, but... <clears throat> so, Josh, Final Fantasy 16 apparently won't have a day one patch. Yeah, this, this is This is awesome. some news coming from PlayStation Lifestyle, so let me read some of this, and then we can talk about it. Final Fantasy 16 will not have a day one update when it launches on June 22nd, according to director Hiroshi Takai. He and producer Naoki Yoshida are confident that the game is polished enough to launch without a patch, and they believe it's as, it's good to go as it is. However, Takai's team is still bug testing the game daily, so changes may occur. Square Enix wants players to jump into Final Fantasy 16 right away, so unless a major issue arises, a day one patch is unlikely. Takai also acknowledged that physical game purchasers without internet connection should not be held back by a patch. So this is some very Japanese-ass game development logic here, and I'm for it. This is some BDE. You understand that? Yeah. From now on, this statement, or just this this approach, saying that the, we know the game is good enough as it is, that's that's what I'm looking for, for every developer to say. Every game director and every producer, this is what you have to say. Yeah. Because the state of video games in the West is purely unacceptable. Out of mainly Western developers. Just this. Yeah. Unacceptable. Releasing unfinished games, putting out <laughs> updates on the first day. Yeah. 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 Ridiculous. This is awesome. I love this. Very cool. Well, let me talk about Final Fantasy 16 just a little bit more, Josh, because there is another story that broke today. And it's got a lot of people up in arms. So Polygon and Kotaku both posted articles about Final Fantasy 16 and a new feature that has been announced called Active Time Lore. Mm. And the the real problem that people are having is the headlines of their articles. So I'm just going to read the Polygon one here. The title is Final Fantasy 16's developers couldn't follow its story, so they made a tool to help. Now, oh, yeah? originally, I was like, what a fucking hit piece. These guys are awful. Fuck them. But, dude, they did an interview with with uh, Yoshida, Naoki Yoshida. And it, I'll tell you right now, that's a, it's literally what they did. They they introduced this tool because the game was too confusing. Let me explain. So one of the neatest features of Final Fantasy 16 is something called active time lore. You can pause the game at any moment, uh, even and especially during cutscenes, to bring a little screen up with the click of a touchpad. And it gives you helpful little capsule bios of every character in that scene, plus notes on the location, the factions involved, any concepts that the characters are discussing, and any jargon they're using. It's like the x-ray feature on Amazon Prime Video that tells you the name of a character actor that looks familiar. But this time, it's for video game lore. Yes, that is fucking awesome. And that's immediately what I thought about when you started talking about this. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. So here's the the quote. Clap. Right. Here's the quote. Uh, Producer Naoki Yoshida told Polygon, it was always our objective to tell this kind of story, this sweeping, grand, epic story with this massive ensemble cast, something that was very complex and intertwined. And kind of throwing the players in that in the beginning sets you up for what's to come, not necessarily overwhelming the player, but showing the player that we're trying to tell this grand story very early on. However, the team realized players might need a little help, though, when an early script read, I'm sorry, when an early script read left even the game's developers baffled and struggling to keep up. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was, this is quotes, I think it was May in 2019, Yoshida remembers. We brought together pretty much the main staff from all the sections working on the game, and we read through the entire script together. Jesus Christ. We found out that a lot of even the internal core staff were lost. They didn't know what was going on. 
So we realized all of a sudden that we needed some way to support players that were going to feel this way as well. Because if we as devs are feeling it, players are definitely going to. Yeah. So the article, while inflammatory at first, it's true. Yeah. They literally did not know what the hell was going on in their own game because there was so the world building was so complex. Mm-hmm. So they built a feature in order to help those devs and the player, which is yeah. really cool. It is really cool. This is awesome. Um, maybe you could call it a new accessibility feature. I don't know. Uh, but this is really, 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 really fucking cool. And the more I hear about this game, the more excited I get. Early impressions from from people that got their hands on it, big swaths of the game are super positive. The game looks fucking awesome. I'm here to tell you, this is going, this game, you think Tears of the Kingdom was, was big, which it was. This game is going to also be fucking massive. Yeah. Um, we're living, we're eating good right now, folks. And we are. We, we better enjoy especially, it while last. Especially these next this last month and the next couple of months with some big releases coming out. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to say, like a game with this world building, this detail, they're literally creating like religions and factions and all of this deep lore for this game. And I think that that's already a plus for me. And I'm sure for you as well. That's something that we oh, really, yeah. we really like about games when you can feel that world and live in that world because it's so yeah, detailed. Absolutely. And having this as a way for you to kind of reference and go through as you're playing the game in literally in a cutscene, especially is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I agree. And real quick, Stephen says here, I think it's played its way into a, being a movable trade piece. I disagree. I disagree. I think it's, I think it's pretty, pretty set in stone to be honest with you. So what for a video game league? Yeah. yeah this is not that... going anywhere. This is not, I, I'm telling everybody right now in our league, this ain't going anywhere. Okay. Oh, that's unfortunate. That might have been the uh, the deciding. There's factor. no way. I ain't fucking Trades. trading trading th- trading a fucking nice prime steak away for a couple of you know. Oh, oh, Steven says I think it's played its way into not being a movable trade piece. That's uh, correct, and it never was because I knew, which is why I took a bet on the beginning. Okay. That's okay. We're right. A little inside baseball here, but yeah. All right, we got to talk about Persona. We got to keep rolling here. Josh. Uh, also, just so everybody knows, you know, again, we have to do a, a little plug to people that are not subscribed. So don't worry about it. Here we go. You ready, Brett? Okay. Before you do that. Am I, am I saying it over the? Well, that was the plan, but okay. now don't worry Re- about no, it. Restart it. Restart it. I got it. Uh, do it. What's up, everybody? It's Josh and Brett here sitting out to talk about a potential confirmation surrounding the release of Persona 6. That's right. We got new information surrounding an imminent announcement of Persona 6, as well as a few other exciting Persona projects, including the long-rumored Persona 3 remake and even another potential Persona 5 spinoff game. That's right, Josh. So if you're interested... That's right, Josh. So if you're interested in Persona, gaming news, reactions, deep dives, and more... You're in the right place. Be sure to hit that subscribe button now to stay up to date on all of our content related to the world of gaming. And by subscribing, you'll be a part of a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for gaming. Without further ado, let's hop into the story. That's right, Brett. So according to insider Nate the Hate, or uh, Nate, uh, Nate something, I forget. Anyway, Love Nate the Hate. Great name. Yeah. The release date window for Persona 6 is allegedly supposed to be late 2024, and the game will likely be announced later this year, possibly at TGS, Tokyo Game Show, in September. So, it's reportedly not coming to PS4, so it's going to be current-gen only, and maybe a timed PlayStation exclusive before coming to other platforms. Before we continue, what do you think about that? Um. Yeah, I think that this will be announced probably this year at Tokyo Game Show. 
Uh, I don't know about the PlayStation exclusivity. Since Persona 5's release, we have timed. seen... Maybe timed. Maybe timed. But since the PlayStation... I'm sorry, since Persona 5's release on the PlayStation 4, we have seen this pattern of Atlas and Sega kind of neglecting PlayStation as their exclusive partner and just putting all of their games out on every platform. It yeah. started with Persona 4 Golden on Steam. Then it started with Persona 3 uh, being released on Xbox and, and, and so, so on and so forth. So I don't know if exclusivity is even on the table anymore. For the most part, what I've seen is Atlas is like choosing Xbox as their marketing partner for announcing new projects and new games. So yeah. I don't which know. Is, which is so stupid. I, I, I think maybe we'll see some sort of PlayStation exclusivity, even if it's timed. I don't know. But I also think if if Sega and Atlas are putting their bat, their eggs in the Xbox Xbox basket, that's really stupid. The people that play your games don't play there. Nobody in your major markets owns that fucking owns those devices. Nobody is playing RPGs on Xbox. I'm sorry, it's just not happening. Especially I'm JRPGs. Sure no, no, nobody's playing JRPGs over there. Okay, that's dumb, stupid, bad. Over where? Idea. Here? Xbox. We're on Xbox. Nobody's oh. playing over there. Okay. No, and people well, in the West, they're not fucking playing JRPGs on Xbox. Well, if they had, if they had games, I would play them there. Uh, no. PlayStation's where it's at for JRPGs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, apparently a Persona... I also think a Persona 6 announcement was supposed to happen at the end of last year with their anniversary shit, and maybe they just weren't ready. Also, there was all the stuff that Persona 6 really started development before Persona 5, as in what the concept for the game was. Then they scrapped it and did Persona 5 to focus on just mm -hmm. Japan after that major you know event with all of the tsunamis and the earthquakes right and all that shit. right right, um, right so don't forget about that which means maybe they started down this sweeping narrative path where you're supposed to go to different parts of the world so maybe it's actually further than we think uh but 2024 makes sense uh which sounds great for a delay into 2025 okay so a persona 3 remake is also apparently rumored to release before persona 6 now we've talked about this before on the channel and it may be revealed at the xbox game showcase which is upcoming on june 11th yeah. um what do you think about that there's a couple other pieces what do you think about that yeah this one i am like i'm sold on i definitely think that the persona 3 remake is is real i've seen images from it oh We've yeah it's happened. images yeah, uh, and if it's gonna be anywhere, it's gonna be at Xbox's show. As I said before, Atlas is kind of sucking off Xbox right now, so yeah. that is where it will be. Yeah, that makes sense. And then a third Persona game is also said to be in development for release in 2024, and it is rumored to be potentially another Persona 5 spinoff, maybe a Persona 5 Arena. Ooh, I would suck that off. So, uh, for those that don't know, Arena is the fighting game, the fighting franchise within Persona. We have yeah. Persona 4 Arena, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Okay, could be cool. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, no official announcements have been made by Sega or Atlas yet, um, but this is exciting, uh, and I think it's all true. Yeah, and the Persona Five spinoff could be that mobile game, which they they announced. Yeah, there's like a mobile game that's Persona oh, yeah. Five. Yeah, I just want I another. Know. I want another Ultimax game. Yeah, or too. arena arena game. So, um, regardless, pretty cool nonetheless. Uh, I'm excited. Huge Persona fans. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it more as we get more, but I think this is all pretty, pretty safe bets for happening. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon. I would agree. I think they kind of waited to announce anything with the persona three remake because they did just release the persona three portable on all of the consoles. So they wanted to kind of get yeah. their bag for that. And then, yeah. You know, announce this. Yeah, for sure.
Suck me off. All right, let's move on. Yes. Josh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was delayed by over a year for polishing. Good. This is from VGC. Nintendo apparently delayed the release of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom for over a year to polish the game up to their standards. Tears of the Kingdom sold 10 million copies worldwide in its first three days, making it the fastest selling game in the series. The Legend of Zelda franchise has sold over 130 million units since launching in 1986. So real quick, first of all, this is great. And again, goes to what we keep talking about, that the the Eastern mindset with game development, Japanese mindset, totally different. Yeah. I, I would challenge you to find a Western-led development publisher that would say, yeah, you can delay your game for over a year for polish. You got it. Do it. Yeah, and me and our friend Steven, who is in the chat, uh, we talked about this over the weekend. And the thing that I, I mentioned to him was like, I feel like game development in the West is driven by shareholders and stock prices. Right. Whereas in Japan, it's about the, the art of the game. Right. Where they're making the game as a representation of who they are, as a representation of the art they put out, uh, you know, kind of how it used to be and in the gaming world. Do you know what's crazy? Xbox, which is Western-led, and PlayStation, which is a Japanese company but is now Western-led, and PlayStation America, they will never, ever have a video game that sends t- sells 10 million copies in three days. It will never happen. And it's because 120 fucking million people own a Nintendo Switch or however many it is. 10 million in three days. PlayStation does not have an IP that is that strong. Xbox does not have an IP that is that strong. And I don't care what you fucking tell me. It won't happen. The attach rate on that is insane. 10 million in three days. Fuck off, bro. And you're telling me that you can't give people and developers more time. Look how much money they're making in three days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this franchise is, like I said, it's been in, it's been out there since 1986. I don't even know if any of Sony's IP have been around that long. I don't even know if PlayStation has been around. I think the, I think the only um, Japanese company that needs to get their head out of their ass is game freak. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. We're not not even talking about the Pokemon news. It doesn't really matter. Right. I mean, fucking, they still sold a billion fucking units in two days. Sorry fucking garbage bro anyway <sighs> love it zelda team's awesome everybody at nintendo is awesome i love nintendo they're also the most ass backwards company in fucking existence well, well speaking of let me piggyback onto another topic here that we were going to talk about josh nintendo japan oh sorry yes. am i throwing you for a loop because i'm jumping yeah. around no you're good you got it okay nintendo japan is going to stop repairing wii u consoles and peripherals yeah um well this is what we're saying nintendo's awesome nintendo also is fucking abysmal that's right. Uh, this is coming from VGC. Nintendo Japan has announced that it will stop repairing Wii U consoles and peripherals, including the Wii U gamepad, once its current part stock runs out. The company has been winding down support for the Wii U, closing down the Wii U and 3DS eShops earlier this year, and making it impossible to buy digital games on either system. Uh, around 1,000 digital-only eShop games have disappeared for good with the end of transactions, and the closure of the eShops has also meant the end of the virtual console service. 
The only retro games provided by Nintendo are now available on the Switch Online's various apps, which is so, so sad. So I don't care about the fucking Wii U hardware shit. If you're still playing on the Wii U, what are you doing? I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. But all of the shit that comes as a function of it, like closing of these eShops and all that stuff, I get it takes money to run it. I get I understand all of those administrative costs. I know like two people probably use it, but just fucking sunsetting games and being like, you can never purchase these again. That doesn't feel great to me personally. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Um. Yeah, I think it's, we're leaving, we're, we're abandoning the Wii U, which isn't, who cares? Yeah, it didn't care for the Wii U, but yeah, it's that it's that content that was on the Wii U, which is no longer accessible anyway. But now, you if your Wii U breaks, you can't play all that content anymore. And the game preservation side of it, um, right. as you as we mentioned, all the old games, all of the virtual console stuff, you'll you not only will you not be able to buy it, but if your Wii U breaks, Nintendo ain't fixing it, and you won't right. be able to play it. So yeah, I, I agree. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. But at the same time, it's the Wii U. Who cares? Yeah. Move on. Well, why don't why don't we stay on Nintendo, Brett, and let's talk about it. the Mar- Mario movie a little bit. Let's do that it. Sound, sound good to you? Yeah. Uh, again, we're going to preface this with a little intro, so I apologize to anyone that's watching live. Uh, this will only take a second. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? Josh and Brett here, sitting down to talk about the massive success of the Super Mario Bros. movie and what it may mean for the expansion of Nintendo into the film industry. Nintendo has been a software company for a very long time. But it's more obvious now than ever they may be looking to expand into cross-media with more movies based on their IP, including Zelda, as well as even more theme parks. Should we be gearing up for Nintendo modeling themselves after Disney? I hope not. We are going to dive into all of that in just a second. That's right, Brett. But listen, if you're interested in Nintendo, Mario, Zelda, gaming news, reactions, deep dives, and more, I'm here to tell you that you're in the right place. Be sure to hit that subscribe button now. Stay up to date on all of our content related to the world of gaming. And by subscribing, you're going to be part of a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for gaming. Brett, without further ado, let's hop into the story, shall we? (laughs) So it's no uh, secret that the Super Mario Brothers movie has become the third biggest animated movie of all time with worldwide ticket sales of brace yourself over 1.24 billion dollars so we both saw it this past weekend we did before we hop into the ridiculousness of some of these numbers high level thoughts about the movie i thought it was fine i think it was definitely a kids movie and that's something we need to keep in mind is that this movie was made for kids and therefore it's not going to be as deep as we may have liked. However, but, yeah. this it wasn't movie, made for us. Right. However, this movie is not deep at all. It's not even as deep as a kiddie pool. This movie is about as surface level as you can get. Uh, there's nothing to it. It is literally just, oh, look. Oh, wow. I remember that. Oh, look at that. Oh, listen to that. Yeah, the movie. It, it is member berries, the movie. Right. It is. And that's cool. And I had fun with you guys doing that and making jokes and laughing and uh, laughing at the faces that the characters were making and the voices of the characters, which we did not care for either for most part. Um, yeah. So I gave it like a three and a half or a three or something like that out of five stars. Yeah. Uh, it was fine. And I think that as a kid's movie, it was probably awesome. 
Oh, Kids yeah. probably loved it. For sure. My favorite part is fucking punished Luna, dude. Luma. Yeah, Luma was... Luma is the best character in the whole movie. I don't care who you are or what you say. Yeah, Luma wanting to die is awesome. Okay. Yeah. So here's why this is big, Brett. So, and the larger implications that we're going to talk about. So the film has surpassed The Incredibles 2 to take the third spot on the all-time list with only Frozen 2 and Frozen having generating more box office revenue. Now, this is for Whoa. animated films again. That's one, huge. Only f- the Frozen franchise has made more money at the box office for animated films than the Super Mario Brothers movie. I think that, that goes to... I was going to say, I think that goes to the staying power of Mario. I mean, yeah. we knew Mario was a huge yeah. franchise. He's a huge character recognizable for years, right? Yeah. Put a pin in that for a second. The IP okay. strength. I want to come back to that. So okay. the success of the film, obviously, has also had a positive impact on the sales of Mario-related merchandise and classic Mario titles for Nintendo, including something like a 3,000% increase in Mario Odyssey sales since the movie. Yeah, dude, it's... Good, that movie, that game is great. It, oh, Mario Odyssey is one of the best video games right. ever made. It's just, it shows you that. Um, right. So, you mentioned the strength of Mario as an IP, right? And I think for a long time, Nintendo has been so... Right, that Japanese mindset that's so closed off, so, you know, (laughs) behind their own brick wall, so apprehensive to let people touch their IP. And what they've done with that is build some of the strongest intellectual properties in the history of media. Yeah, people salivating at just the thought of being able to make something with that IP. Mario, Pikmin, Kirby, Zelda, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing. Pokemon, they have a large hand in that. So I think Nintendo with this movie is going to start to realize, oh shit. Um, yeah, we can make a lot of money and continue to build the strength of our IP with trusted partners. Right. Right. So where this comes into play is that apparently the Tears of the Kingdom team is interested in making a Zelda movie after seeing the success of Mario. So Despite the success of the Super Mario Brother movie, there are obviously no current plans for a Legend of Zelda movie from Nintendo. But producer Eiji Onuma expressed interest in the possibility. CEO Shuntaro Furukawa, Jesus, so sorry, has indicated that the company is not rushing into any new film projects based on Nintendo characters. However, the director of the latest Zelda game, Hidemaro Fujibayashi, dude, so sorry, suggested that fan support could potentially make a difference in making a Zelda movie reality in the future so uh, yeah whatever that's all cool and fine and if you want this Zelda movie let them know um i think nintendo would be really stupid not to see the success of the mario movie yet. and the success of their theme parks now and be like oh we can create an entirely new business model we'll still yeah. have our hardware our funky hardware our stinky old fucking hardware with no memory bandwidth hardware and we'll still make games for it like fucking tears of the kingdom that have no right running on that machine and we'll also make movies off of all of our ip and strengthen the brand and drive sales and we'll also continue to build more theme parks and funnel stuff into there and guess what maybe we're becoming disney because everything i just described to you is disney's business model so what do you think about that yeah i think that's it's possible it's possible they're teaming up with universal studios to do the theme park stuff they're teaming up with Illumination to do the um, the movie stuff. And the thing is, like, Illumination is a universal pro- property, I believe. Right. 
So literally, it's just them and Universal kind of working together. Yeah. And in the theme park business, in you know, in the United States, the biggest rivalry, I guess you could say, is the United. Or I'm sorry, the um, I just lost my train of thought. The Disney theme parks and the Universal. Uh, Universal that's what I was trying to say. Sorry, uh, the Universal theme parks, the biggest rivalry in Florida. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's those two theme parks, and I think that this could be huge for Universal in in bringing their parks up to an even stronger level. They have all the Marvel stuff, but they're only allowed to have that in Florida. Disney owns Marvel now, and they have over in, in California a shitload of Marvel stuff at Disney World or at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. But in Disney World, they're not allowed to touch it because Universal owns that shit mm-hmm. in Florida for theme parks. Right. So I think that this could be huge for Universal. They could have even more lands from nintendo at their theme parks the mario land is hugely successful they made so much money they had attendance records it's huge so i think that universal is smart to get into that nintendo their little nintendo ear and whisper i can make a movie i can make a theme park i can make a you know what i mean a tv show i can do mm-hmm. all of that for you because i think it's a partnership that's just brilliant especially yeah. with that ip that you mentioned that yeah. people have been literally salivating for for years yeah and I know it can sound scary, especially for people that are probably massive Nintendo fans, be like, oh, I don't want, you know, we don't want it hammered over our head. We don't want it milked dry. Why I'm not as worried about that with Nintendo is just because they've been so careful for so long. I really think that when you get a Nintendo movie, when you get a Nintendo theme park, it'll be just like when you get a Nintendo piece of software. It will be of quality. Yeah. And for as much as I have a problem with Nintendo and I can't fucking stand them, I will never argue with the quality of their games. Right. Can't do it. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I know that like they're they're making stuff for kids because that's what they, they do. They make video games for kids. But I think that maybe making something more for the teen audience or the young adult audience, like a Zelda mm-hmm. uh, anime series or, you know, an animated series in general, a little, not adult oriented, but more, you know, they mature. can allow for a little bit more. Yeah. A little more chore. They can allow the violence yeah. and whatnot. I think um, the, the tears of the kingdom narrative has some of that in there. It does. And that's why I'm saying, I kind of wish that they, yeah. I hope that if they do, they lean into that. And it's not like a, a bright, friendly, fluffy thing. Cause cause Zelda right now is dark. Oh yeah. It's in a dark spot. And I think that if they could capture that essence into a series or a movie, mm-hmm. I think more adults will, will go and see that. Less yeah. less children, probably. Yeah. Um, so I'd be so all over that. F-Zero would be a great series to do something with, with Captain Falcon. Um, dude. Star Fox. Yes, dude. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Ooh. There is a there's an F-Zero anime. Just saying. There already is one. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's good. I like that. So we'll see. Only time yeah. will tell. All right. One more quick story for everybody, and then we're going to go because we've been going long today. Uh, you want, you want, I'll hop right into it, Brett. How about that? And Alone in the Dark that? Showcase is coming this week. So we know the PlayStation Showcase is happening tomorrow, and Alone in the Dark Showcase is apparently coming the day after. So THQ Nordic will host a showcase for its upcoming horror, horror game, Alone in the Dark promising to answer pressing questions about the reboot. And again, this is taking place on May 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern time on their YouTube and Twitch. So the day after the PlayStation showcase. 
Okay. The game is apparently a love letter to the original and has been in development for five years. And it's aiming to recapture the atmosphere of the forefather to the survival horror genre. The game will supposedly feature strange characters, dense atmosphere, thrilling combat, and the discovery of the terrible truth about the mansion of Directco in the deep south of the United Direct. States during the 1920s. There's Santo? There's Santo? Yeah, I don't know if that's a typo or if I'm just stupid. Um, but And that's all well and good. We don't have a connection to Alone in the Dark, but we love horror. We love survival horror. I actually did try out the Alone in the Dark games on the Nintendo Virtual Console stuff. No, thank you. Um, sorry, if anybody's a fan of it. But here is what gets me excited, Brett. And here's what I know gets you excited, too, that I did not know before today. And I don't know if this is a new piece of information or if we just missed it, because we've talked about Alone in the Dark before on the channel. We have. It is apparently being written by the lead writer of a little video game called Soma. For those of you that don't know, Soma is a phenomenal little game, okay? And it is, I think, didn't it win a BAFTA for its narrative? I'm not sure of any awards that it's won, but it won an award in my heart, Josh. <laughs> yeah, so please one talk the, about it a little bit. I know you're yeah, a huge fan. It's just one of the most compelling sci-fi stories in video games I've ever played. It's very short. It's not the longest thing ever, um, but it has this existential dread moment. At, uh, that I love. It has this narrative of what if what Christ. what happens when you die? Do we upload everybody a clone of everybody like a virtual clone of everybody into this virtual world where we can still live on? But then what happens to our actual body that stays here in our mind and our like? Sure, there's a version of us living on, but what about the us that has to deal with death? Right. So you may be able to live forever, but it's not you. It's a clone of you basically is kind of like where the game plays with right right what what are you what are you freaking out about what happened so well first of all it has overwhelmingly positive reviews on steam yeah it's a good it game. is sitting at an 84 metacritic but it got i mean it got an eight from ign it got a nine from destructoid an eight and a half from game informer a nine from GameSpot, five stars from game revolution and i think uh, most of the criticism would be from the gameplay right not the narrative it, it right. is um it did not win any awards i thought it did but um yeah so that was in 2015 that came out yeah um anyway so very cool does frictional games still exist yeah don't they make amnesia oh shit they have a game coming out actually the demo is probably out this week the bunker yep um anyway so the lead writer of soma is writing um uh what are we talking about alone in the dark yeah alone in the dark <laughs> anyway all right Brett, that's it we're done all right not to cut it off short but we're finished we went long i'm tired I have, pee, I have to pee and poop both so that's awesome why don't you hit, hit our little outro music and uh, we'll do our spiel shall we you got it listen we want to thank everybody for watching we really appreciate it another episode of Habitcast in the books um, stay tuned tomorrow i will likely be streaming uh the playstation showcase here on the channel maybe with our friend steven i know there's mention about that but listen make sure you like make sure you comment subscribe you share it with your friends anything else to say brett subscribe we love you <laughs>